Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Welcome to a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar reminding us all there's certainly many wonderful, cool, cultural, historical, and flat out fun things to do right here in Mississippi. Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. All right, today's guest and I have spent half our lives together. I started to count in the studio, on the road, on the bus, on the stage, at catering, 2 a.m. at Denny's. As he calls us, we're like an old married couple. Our wives would tend to agree. A co-writer of mine on songs like I Don't Have to Be Meet on Monday, Sunshine, Blues Tune, where he was featured as a singer as well, doing his own thing, his own way. We met in Nashville almost 30 years ago. I can't believe I'm saying this. He's been to my left on stage, my sidekick, and if anyone has ever seen us play, you know we were born and made to be together. From West Lafayette, Indiana to Music City was his journey. So let's get to know this friend and bandmate of mine better in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, my pal Jason Young. Hey, Jace. Hey, man. That is uh, quite an intro there. Oh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just a walk down memory lane there. It, it has been almost 30 years. I uh, Hold on. I think I need to take a Geritol. <laughs> no, I, wow. No, no fooling. No, I mean, can you believe it? Really, we've been, so 25 years, are we coming up on our 25th as far as being on stage together and making records and all that? Uh, man, I'm, you know what? It's funny. I was, I, while you were saying that, I was thinking the very first, I do know the very first road gig that you and I did together. It was both our first times on a, on a tour bus. We went to Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, that was, I wasn't playing yet. Tell everybody you. what you were doing. I was, I was hawking t-shirts, baby. Yeah, you are. So the Steve <laughs> Azar merchandise. <laughs> the very beginning. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a third life of mine on the music business and probably a third for you, but, but it's interesting. So Manhattan, Kansas, and it ends up being Kansas City, right? On stage where yeah. you do your first gig with me. Okay, was that, was, you're right, it was, it was the Beaumont Club in Kansas City. That's right. Was that, uh, was it a New Year's gig? Was that the first one? I remember or, the, our, our backup singers, the Kinleys, who got a record deal uh, over, right. and they had their first hit, but then the Dixie Chicks came out, and then sort of they became the priority. But I remember mm-hmm. them going, we can't do the gig, and going to you and going, Jason, are you ready? And you go, what'd you tell me? What'd you say? I said, yeah. hell yes, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting on you to ask. <laughs> so, so for folks that don't understand, Jason came to town as an artist. I'm talking to Jason Young, my sidekick, or maybe I'm his sidekick. We can't figure it out. But the bottom line is, <laughs> the bottom line is, uh, he comes to town from Lafayette, Indiana, West Lafayette, and to be an artist and a songwriter and everything. We ended up in the same building, and you became a good friend of my brother Joe. He was 
actually doing uh, a lot of your engineering work down there with the great one and Craig Morris, who's been on the show already. And uh, and you and I would just kind of stumble upon each other in different rooms and different things, and it ended well, up just working know, out. The funny thing is, uh, like you said, your brother Joe was, was, was engineering stuff that I was doing. And from the very jump, he said, man, you got to meet my brother. You guys are going to get along famously. You know, he's a... He's a writer and singer, and and uh, and I, he, of course, you know, I mean, you just you go, well, yeah, that sounds great, whatever. And he kept saying it, kept saying it. every time we were around one another, man, yeah. you guys got to meet. And finally, I, I remember he said, uh, "Hey, man, my my dad's coming in town this weekend, and so we're going to go to dinner, and you know, and Steve and 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 his wife are going to be there, and you got to come." And I went, "Okay." <laughs> I remember we got tired. We, I know we went to Houston's because that's the only place mom and dad would go. Well, your mom wasn't in town. It was just your dad. Ah. Did we go to Houston? And so we did not. We oh, went to wow. Chinese. Wow. What, what was that place? Evergreen? Oh, yeah. Evergreen makes me feel good. <laughs> and that's when we that's when we first officially met. And we, he, your brother was right. We sort of hit it off. Unbelievable. Talking to Jason Young uh, so many times. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I want to take people down memory lane of when I Don't Have to Be Me on Monday became a hit. And there was so much... That had to go into that, but our road trips every week, how we'd fly in and out, and we had the, you call it the old soapbox. We had a big suitcase between us in the back seat, <laughs> and Haley and Damon uh, were, uh, oh were, were the reps, and, and, and we, we slept none, right? I mean, so listen, Zero. We're, I want to go back and talk about you growing up and why your football coach lost his mind and put you on the line rather than the backfield. That's the problem with me with the greatest balance on the planet. You could do back handsprings. No lineman does back handsprings. For our listeners to understand, I don't have to be me till Monday. We had that recorded and sitting on every record label's desk, what, for a year and a half, you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember, and I, I won't say the name, but you had one guy listen to it over and over and over again. He's like, I love it. They'll never play it on the radio, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> Not a bad. <laughs> I mean, what, what does that mean? That's I a love kiss it. of luck. They'll never play it on the radio. That's a kiss of luck is what that was. <laughs> <laughs> that word never has almost <laughs> right, 4 million exactly. terrestrial times right now, so it's been a blessing for sure. You know, it's funny, Jason. The first time I heard Monday on the radio was the same feeling I had when I heard Strawberry Wine on the radio. So Dina Carter, who's a dear friend of ours, as, as everybody knows, well-documented, uh, she's a pal. She's like a sister of ours. She had the same story. It was identical. You know, that song sitting mm -hmm. on that desk for so long. But she had a deal then. You know, I had to write Waiting on Joe to lock up the deal. And that was right. an important moment and pivotal moment for me to do that. But Monday still was the first one. We knew that, you know. And as a record label, they were trying to go with this other song, How Long Is This Time Going to Be? Because it was the last thing they heard. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I'll never forget, there was no video on I Have to Be Me on Monday. We go through nine eleven, right? Right. Think about it. And then they call I, me. I remember this. I remember this conversation. I remember you calling. This me. is who's on first, and what's on second, <laughs> and whatever. Right. So the label calls me, and they go, "Hey, Steve, uh, we're gonna do uh, the video Monday." And I said, "We're gonna shoot. How long is this time gonna be on Monday?" And they, because that was supposed to be the next song, <laughs> and they go, "No, no, we're gonna do Monday." And I said, "Right. On Monday, we're gonna do show. no." I go. What are we? What are you talking about? We're going to shoot Monday on Monday, and I said, "Okay, time out. What are we doing here?" I think it wasn't it a Tuesday though, because because I feel no, like it was when a you Tuesday. Called, it was when a, you yeah, called yeah. me. You go, "Hey, listen, Tuesday we're shooting Monday." I'm that's like, right. That's right. This is why you're younger and your mind's still working better. Right. We're like, I'm like, what? Yeah, no, no, no. Monday we're going to do Tuesday. Like, we're, 
And how long is this time going to be? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to need dates. <laughs> and we're going to be and, and we're going to be waiting on Joe to be there because you know he's not going to show up on time. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I love it. We're talking yeah. to Jason Young, my pal. All right. So, but just explain in your terms. Explain how just on I don't have to be meet on Monday. The record process of what we went through, the road process, um, so people can sort of understand what it was like. And it was oh, yeah. We laughed our tail off the whole time. By the way, but you know. oh, it was yeah. No, it was fantastic. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But but here we are, and and there are representatives from from the label who have areas of the country, and they go to all those stations and service those stations, and it's their job to get records played there. And Steve was, at the time, this is a first single, brand new artist, and so you've got to go see these people. So you've got to go shake the hands and, and press the flesh. And so we were out, and we'd go to a, a region of the country, and then we'd drive around with, with our rep, and it was, you have to be on the air, on the morning show, performing which is always grand at that time of the morning um and you do that whole deal and so then and then we take off after that now we're going to back up a little bit we're talking getting up at 5 30 in the morning to be on the morning show absolutely and and have to sing and have to sing i mean listen i'm not taking anything away from you but being the harmony singer it's even higher i mean it's like whatever (laughs) all you got to do is you you, you can follow me and forget the words but i had to remember them all but there have been look, some times that I haven't. But anyway, keep going. So I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying that makes me a hero. Those are your words, <laughs> not mine. Anyway, so so we uh, so you do that, and then you glad hand, and you do all your all your stuff. You know, all the hey, I'm Steve Azar, and when I'm in Wichita, I listen to you know. Yeah. We would do all those things, yeah. to record all those, say your tearful goodbyes, and then we would jump in the car and we bolt because we'd have to be to another station by lunchtime, where we'd be doing a little acoustic show. Yes. For for you know winners. Uh, in a little thing, in a little lunchtime thing, and we do that. And then For about two, about two and a half hours away, right? We next that right. was about the next big market that you'd want to go to, right? And and so you do that and do the lunch and and meet the people and the the program directors and all that sort of stuff. You do that at lunchtime, and then off you'd go again, uh, off to another station, of, you know, two and a half hours away or whatever, and we would do a dinner thing with a program director from a big station, and and then um, then we'd do adult, what. Adult beverages. Oh, yeah. But then we'd do what? A full show. Yeah. At at a club. Yeah, full show. Right. The band would would meet or whatever. Or or it'd just be me and you. Or me me and you. Don't forget, we did the two. Are you getting older on me right now? Because we did the two piece thing forever. I just thought about doing doing the two piece at the L. Ray Theater in in Los Angeles. Yeah. Two piece and a biscuit. Don't forget. We crushed it. We crushed crushed it. Yeah, we did. (laughs) We we, we made a lot of noise. It's almost like shovels and rope and all them. I know a husband and wife, they get all mad at each other and they come out. And of course, my, my pal and your pal, Cedric Burnside, who we got cold water out right now it's been awesome uh but he, always he's been two-piece you and i made a lot mm-hmm. of noise together harmonious and glorious i'm steve azor with my pal jason young you're in the mississippi minute go to visit mississippi.org to find out all the cool things you can do this weekend you're in the keep mississippi beautiful studio we're just catching up we'll be right back In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I 
Rolling down a Mississippi minute. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with my sidekick. I, I don't even think that's fair anymore. I mean, like my... That's totally fair. Thank you. Okay. All right. Only because I'm taller. But other than that, we'll get to that in a little bit. I've made plenty of jokes that I'm surprised that I'm, you haven't torn me into pieces. I, listen, I am happy to be your Ed Norton to your Ralph Cramden. Oh, I love fine. it. I love my Ed McMahon. How about that, Ralph? I like how that was that going deep. Kids. Let's explain that to the kids. Well, our listeners all know what you just said, so we're good to go. We don't have to explain <laughs> to the kids. Uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, as always. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Jason Young, my guest today and sidekick, knows all about how I feel about this great place, and he's experienced the warmth and the magic many times. All right, Jason, you continue. We do a show, and then we... You know, there's a, there's there's the signing of autographs, and people are getting autographs of people they don't even know yet. If you're ever gonna mm-hmm. if you're ever gonna have hits, and then we get in the vehicle and we drive two and a half hours to the next market because we feel like you'd rather wake up there than drive there. So at least we get three hours of sleep, right? Right, right, that, absolutely. So this one run we were on, this is five days a week. We go home, and this one run we were on, we there was not, you know, they rented a car. Haley and, and Damon, and Listen, they're... To call it a car yeah, exactly. is, is probably a misstep. Flintstones. This, was, this thing was... Now, I believe it was Crown Victoria, <laughs> which is <laughs> just, you know, massive <laughs> land cruiser. I mean, massive. And I mean, like, old folks' car. Big yeah. old thing. And, and I, I think Haley was the one who was like, this thing rides like a bar of soap. Because <laughs> <laughs> it did. It just had that... Yeah. that bouncy bounce to it and i mean we were jammed in that thing like sardines and, and steve wasn't kidding there steve i couldn't made, see you i, look, I couldn't see you well, you couldn't you, see me to be fair you probably overpack <laughs> okay oh, okay um, great that's the largest suit it's not that you overpack it's that you pack poorly well if i was going to pack a backpack like you i would need probably 16 <laughs> of them you know no 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 the difference is if you open my bag everything is is neat and tidy and everything in its place and a place for everything and yours you open your bag and it it looks like a, a yard sale like a party baby you've got you've got weights in there and it's like who carries an ironing board i don't even know that's so when did, you, when did you start playing trombone? Why do you even have one of those with you? I don't get it. Oh, Lord. I know. It's awful. Well, I've got to have a suitcase for just the products that keep you young looking. So a lot of uh, lotions and olive oil. I remember, like, the first time like the first time we were in some room and you opened this bag. And I'm over there going, man, security really wrecked his bag. I was, I was like... Wait a minute! We didn't fly. We just—he left home like that. Oh Lord! Look, we're, this is going to be probably our last radio show because I'm not going to stop laughing, and this is why. <laughs> this is why I've enjoyed not. I've enjoyed everything about you. I've enjoyed when we've gone through heavy times together and lifted each other up. I've enjoyed uh, the fun times, but I have laughed a lot, and I get. I do get on a roll. And what interests me about you is. To explain, Jason, first of all, if you need him to go to the moon and he doesn't know how to fly a spaceship yet, give him a week, let him read up on it, and he'll get there. I'm just telling you. Second of all, he started back when you started playing with us, we remember going like, well, Pietro was with us, God rest his soul, our drummer, and Pietro goes, well, if he's going to be back there singing, he needs to have some toys. Can he play percussion? And little did we know, 
your obviously your dad, uh, who we miss very much, was an incredible jazz drummer, and you mm-hmm. were also a drummer. I mean, you 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 already knew how to do all that. So as you started to play the the conga, we had congas, tambourines. I mean, you started having a cage around you, and I'd look back, and you'd kind of look at me, and I'd keep looking back, and I realized. <laughs> You know, the Neville brothers were the coolest thing when they play Tipitinos. I don't know if they had to set the percussion up in the front or they wanted to just because of the stage. But I remember it very clearly growing up and going to see them. So I said, Jason's got to come out front. Nobody's ever done this. Nobody, and we're, I know we're, what genre we're in or whatever, but this is right. And so, I mean, you know, I find, I find reassurance and, and uh, you know, you entertain me while, while, while we're entertaining and I'm entertaining the crowd. I think like there's a constant circle going on, you know, or maybe a triangle. And so, right. but when did you learn how to, to play like you do? Seriously. In, in all seriousness, um, uh, my dad, like, like Steve mentioned, my dad was a, my dad was a jazz drummer, um, and sort of just one of those. He was one of those honestly just gifted people. There was no, there was nobody in our family prior to my dad that, that was a musician, and so it really just landed on him, um, you know, a, a God-given thing. And and I think he took a couple drum lessons from somebody. Um, and in fact, I, I know that he did. And actually, an interesting side note: the guy that he took drum lessons from was a guy by the name of Brian Lamb, who ended up um, starting uh, C-SPAN. He started that network anyway, wow. but he gave him like he gave him like two or three lessons, and he said he said to my grandfather, "Well, um, I've taught him all I can teach him. He's he's better than I am." And wow. so it was one of those things. And so he he honestly started playing professionally uh, in a jazz joint at thirteen. And uh, so anyway, fast forward. So my dad was a, was a great drummer, and and uh, I would never call myself a drummer uh, by comparison. Um, I was I was a joke compared to him, but. I did get his sense of rhythm, and yeah. all growing up, he would always be tapping and playing, and he'd be like, find the one, play against it, or whatever, and so I just kind of learned that right. way, and so really, auxiliary percussion was really something I was way better at than actually sitting down at the drums and playing, so well, I, it's just kind of one of those things. It's a bit of a freak show, just FYI. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that. It is, it is an, you're an oddity. The, the interesting thing is, Big and Rich, after we had after we had. Bern- Trower, Trower, right? Trower, Trower, Troyer, Troyer. Okay, uh, mini me for everybody out there. Yep, After we right. had him on stage rolling out in his little car, you know, little car next to you <laughs> playing playing uh, bongos next to your congas. By the way, that's the biggest and tallest you've ever looked. I just want I you know. know you look like a no monster. You look like King <laughs> Kong know. compared to. I felt but, like Yao Ming. Yeah, yeah, you were Yao Ming. All right, but compare. <laughs> so we had him, and then we also you were the first percussion player ever in our genre. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. So, so then all of a sudden, McGraw's got it, but he's hiding his guy. Hello, Tim. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then, and then big, <laughs> and then big and rich is bringing out, you know, the little person, right? Mm-hmm. And so, right. And, I, and and so anyway, I'm going like, who who did that first? Who were first? I think we were pretty innovative. Well, uh, you know what? It's yeah, we. It was a trend-setting thing. It seemed yeah. like a lot of people ended up with uh, with perk players later yeah. on. Interesting. But, and, and I mean, I'm not not trying to dog anybody, but. It seemed like it seemed like some of the other folks. It was sort of an afterthought. Um, you yeah, know, they like weren't they even were, turned on. Yeah, I mean, we kind of throw this guy up yeah, here, or whatever. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. again, I'm not trying to skip a rock. It's just you know. Just well, well you don't hear it like like you, you know where they're placing it in the mix. Sure. With sure. you, you know, in our records, people go back and listen to Sunshine. They listen to so many of my, so, so many of the records. They're going to hear that you're there and present. And obviously, you sang backup on all of my records since. 
mm-hmm. since Monday, right? right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. pretty much. And uh, it's like our voices are just, we're born to be together. I'm talking to my pal, Jason Young. So, Jason, uh, before we go into the break, briefly take me back to your start in Indiana when it uh, became music. Well, you know what? The truth of the matter, Steve, is, is it was other kids want to be firemen and they want to be doctors and lawyers and whatever they want to be. And, and my dad. Doctors and lawyers and such. <laughs> right. My dad was my hero from the jump. I thought, and funny thing is, it wasn't until I got older that I realized that he wasn't a giant. My dad was shorter than I am. But yeah. when I was young, I, I, you know, my dad was larger than life, and I, I idolized him. And, and so the first time I saw him play music, I was, I was hooked. I mean, that's, that's the absolute truth. And it was, a, I remember it, I was so young. My mom and I got, actually took a Greyhound bus trip to Bloomington, Illinois, um, to, a, to a place called the Brittany. And uh, and they were playing there, and I saw it, and that was it, and that's all I ever wanted to do. Was How old were you back then, or young, Jace? I want to say, Steve, that I was six. Yeah, five there or you six. Go. Yeah. And I remember. I mean, I can see it in my mind right now, um, sort of everything about it. But that was it. I, I just always wanted to play music. And yeah. uh, the guy that my dad was was sort of his partner um, was a Hammond B three player, and he played harmonica. Um, and uh, I just, he and I got along so well, and, and so I was just, I always wanted to be around them um, and, and other musicians that were my dad's age, and I just, I, I was just in awe of them, yeah. um, you know, that they could do this, and so it's all I really ever wanted to do. Wow, talking to Jason Young, and you told me many times about him, he was like a second parent in a, in a way, mm-hmm. uh, a big mentor along the way, we're talking to my sidekick, my Ed McMahon, my Robin, my Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> Lone Ranger. I'm Steve Azar in a Miss Azar. That's my name. And you're in a Mississippi minute. Uh, go to visit Mississippi.org. I love saying the word Mississippi, and you can find out all the cool cultural, historical things right here. A lot of fun. You can go play golf. You can hike. You can bike. Uh, do anything right here. Learn so much about the blues and country and gospel and rock and roll right here in our glorious state in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. Jason, you know all about it. You get to play DJ right now. We are the birthplace of American music. Would you like to hear, let me give you a little, take you under the gun a little bit. A little Mac Mac McAnally or Ike Turner? Uh, You know, I'm a big fan of both, but for the sake of songwriting alone, let's take Mac McAnally. That's what what we're doing. You got it. I love it. Our brother Mac's got a new record out, so here we go. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here we go. As I reset my clock in my mind, I've got my man, Jason Young, who if you see me live, you're going to see him live. 
Uh, we're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio as always. That matters so much to me, even though Jason puts down my packing ability, which I've learned from him how to pack now. I've got all these little compartments and stuff. He just It's been so long since we've been on the road together through this pandemic that he's forgotten that I've learned to pack. Second of all, go to visit Mississippi.org, and you're going to find out all these great things to do right here, guys. All right, Jason, we're digging through this thing. You grew up pretty dang good athlete. Uh, do you still claim that there's basketball in Indiana? I'm not sure about that. Second of all, and 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 to, the one time we did go play when you and our boy Doug Murphy, who was one of the greatest basketball players, scored 70 in intramurals at Delta State. He was playing golf there. You had the best player you could have, but my, my sidekick when I grew up, Ken Purvis, and I took you guys – Coach Charles Spoonhour gives us the gym. Gives us what? What the Mac? What was the center uh, in it, Las it was Vegas? The Mac, yeah. We're there and, for the and, and, ACMs, right? But it was you and Doug. It was you and Doug against me and Ken. Oh, that's, that's what. Well, that's but, no shot. You got no well, shot. The problem. Look, Doug and Ken took it really seriously. Yeah. I mean, like went to bed early. Yeah. And I was in Las Vegas. I stayed up all night. I, Did I miss yeah. that day? I don't think I missed. Did the ball ever hit well, the floor? I don't know. Every time you shot it, I saw three of them. So I, <laughs> it looked like the one in the middle went in. I don't know. It was it was brutal. I it's so much fun. My, it's so much fun. I love it. And then Coach – yeah, yeah, Coach Boone. My I was, sweat was 90 proof. Yeah. <laughs> It sure was. Hey, the uh, the great thing – this is what happens when we go on the road. We take our old friends. Uh, and then we got – we went on a roller. Remember, we were. What were we doing? The ro- we kept going on the roller coaster. Joe was with us, At, and we were trying was, to see who would quit first. And I remember my brain. York, I felt something shake. Something New York, shook. New York. They yeah. have the they have the the upper area, which is you know supposed to be sort of a right. Coney Island feel. Right. And they've got the roller coaster, and it and it. You're inside the casino. And it takes you outside the casino, and it's it's not like it's, it's not a joke. It I mean, jerked for real. Jerked us to death. <laughs> Absolutely, and and we got. We got the day pass, so you could ride as much as you want. And we were just like, okay, whoever whoever says uncle first you yeah. know, gets ridiculed by the group relentlessly yeah. for life. I don't know how many times we did it in a row, but it was it was upwards of 12. Well, and, and, and there were just, no lines. There were no lines, no so line. we just so keep we going. Get off. Yeah, something shook loose in my brain. I promise you I felt a pop. And ever since, oh. it has never been the same, and that's why I have a radio show now. So, you know, convincing everybody. Uh, I'm with my pal wow. Jason Young. There you go. All right, Jason, so you started a band in high school. Was it high school or, or was it sooner? It was I, – I honestly started right after I graduated from high school. I went to college for just a, a, a little bit, and then um, that didn't – you know, it didn't really take. And so I ended up back home and, um, and started a band straight away. Now, you had some folks that – you know, there were pretty big names that grew up there around you that you played clubs and all that with. Was who was it? Axel was he there? Uh, well, now he was at that point. He was already gone. Uh, he and I knew Bill. I, I, I still struggle to call him Axel, uh, but Axel rose from my hometown, and he and my cousin, uh, my cousin Roger, were best friends. And they were a little older than I was, um, and so. But I was always over there because of Roger's younger brother, David, my cousin. And so we got. I got. I'm probably one of the only people on the planet that got beat up by Axl Rose. <laughs> now, listen, I'm not saying he could do it now. No, no chance. Then, no chance. <laughs> but back then, yeah, they, they, I think because my cousin Roger wrestled, and yeah. so he, they'd twist us up like pretzels. I mean, and just 
you know, that sort of older brother beat you up. You know, if I knew that Axel w- did that and I was around, you know, I was coming off the top ropes on him. You know, I had your back. <laughs> you know that. Uh, I'm all upset right. right now. I'm flying to L.A. right now. I'm going to get him. Excellent. All right. All right. Keep- well, and also from my hometown, um, <laughs> Shannon Hoon, who was the singer for Blind Melon. Uh, right. God rest Great. his soul. Yeah, yeah. And Shannon and I actually knew Shannon pretty pretty well. Um, just sort of like his mom, Nell. My dad knew Nell, and he went to uh, he was a, he was a track guy at McCutcheon High School, and and so we kind of knew one another. And he was a bit of a wild child, and and when yeah. he left uh, Lafayette, ended up out in Los Angeles, and and getting in Blind Melon, and that whole thing blew up. Wow, that's just crazy. So. You, you're doing the band thing. It's working. You know, this is what we all did growing up. We were playing, and you, you needed some sort of positive reaction. Actually, a lot of positive reaction to go, okay, I can do this, right? You're, you're entertaining. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Did you do back handsprings on stage ever? I, I did. There you uh, go. Not, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not to say that I played a lot of places where there was enough room to do that initially, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, those teeny little corner stages. You know, I'm coming in hot. You know, you got to be careful. I love but, it. But uh, you know, you just and, and like with you, um, you get to a point when you're playing, um, and you realize that this has gone as far as it can possibly go where you are. Right. Um, and 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 a move has to be made. You have to you have to go if you aspire to do it get to that next level you've got to go to a music town yeah um and that's sort of that's sort of what ended up happening and and, and i you know i was i was married and and uh and were. so nashville was you were the, married oh no i am still married yeah i was already married um and uh you just kind of go okay well where are your options as far as music towns you know yeah. obviously new york los angeles and 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 nashville um and uh, obviously, New York is not. Neither New York or Los Angeles are are, are good choices uh, if you're if you're married and um, young and married. And it's just that's not that's not something that that we could do. But Nashville seemed seems doable, and uh, so we made the move. And short know, drive. I don't know. Short drive. <laughs> yeah. You know, I yeah, went to New York not... and L.A. I was going there the whole time, and it came. Mm-hmm. I got close, uh, but. Uh, I needed to really hone my songwriting craft. I mean, it was just something that was still, uh, as much as I thought I was close, I wasn't. And then, uh, you know, being around, God, man, we just we just ended up being around so many great writers. There was no way it wasn't going to soak in. Uh, a lot of people let, let us all hang around, maybe when they shouldn't have, but uh, grateful for them for sure. We're talking to Jason Young. Jason, let's, do you realize how long it's been since we've seen each other? We've seen each other one time in how many months since probably February because all the gigs got canceled? I mean, this is the longest uh, we've been apart. Before the one gig, we saw one another because we did a little recording in January. We did. So it's January. That's it. And That's Yeah. Ridiculous. Because we, we did a New Year's gig. And then, like the first or second week of January, we were we were down in the studio um, and saw one another. And that, but that was it until the recent gig that we had. So I'm going to go back in memory lane right now. So here's mm-hmm. the deal: we're we're on a 20 day run on the bus, you know, and <laughs> and I, and and I'm Jason's. I'm sitting there going, look, I'm looking forward to going and cook. I've gotten hooked on the Food Network. I, I got to know Cat Cora through the Food Network, and then we met her at Miss at Rising was it Mississippi Rising for Hurricane Mississippi Katrina? Mississippi Rising. And, right. and since then, she's been a sister and uh, almost family. I love her so much. But 
I was back there watching that and listening to jazz, and obviously I was getting in touch with my uh, another side of me. And I love to cook, obviously, but not like this. So just watching and hearing the sound of onions and and obviously the Holy Trinity hitting the hitting the skillet, it just was it was like a hit song. And so I was always going home, and Gwen and I were cooking and drinking a bottle of wine or two or whatever right oh, and i'm I just <laughs> discovered where you were going with this. This so awesome. so i'm going jason well, i want you to i want you to you know go home and and uh and get a bottle of wine uh you know call and ask you want to pick up some food and you know and watch a movie and all. so that was my plan for jason to have a nice romantic evening after 20 days gone with his wife jason what happens well um yeah i i i listened to you and Somehow I bought what you were selling. Like this is gonna, yeah, this will totally. This is this is gonna be good. And again, like you said, twenty days gone. You know, you want to sort of, you know, rekindle. You know, when you get back and and spend some quality time. And and so I, I called my wife um, and I said, hey, you know, I, I'm going to be home about this time. And I, I thought maybe I'd swing in. And we both love Chinese food. And I, you know, get some Chinese takeout and bring that home. And she's like, oh yeah, you know, that sounds that sounds fine. And and I said, I think maybe I'll get a bottle of wine. If you prefer, you know, this or that. And, and she kind of was like, well, I mean, I don't, well, I, I get whatever. I guess that'd be okay, you know. And, I, and I'm. You're so two I'm for like, two. Okay, yeah. You're two for two. Yeah. And I was like, and then I, I thought maybe we could rent a movie or something like that. <laughs> and I mean, silence, like yeah. death, silence. And I, to the point where I finally went, hello? And. And the words that came out of her mouth were this, are you crazy? The game is on. Exactly. That's what happened. <laughs> My wife is a huge, huge sports nut. Huge. And doesn't have, does not have to have a dog in the hunt. And it can I be mean, Jacks, the National Jacks Championship. And she's absolutely, in. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Highlight. I yeah. didn't even know that was a sport. <laughs> if, there's a, mean, if there's a uniform, she's watching it. With a number. If there's on, a uniform right? and they're keeping score, she's in. I love it. I love it. We're going into a break. My pal Jason Young, my sidekick, uh, my brother, uh, he is family. You're in a Mississippi Minute. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out everything you can do right now, this weekend, with your family. Uh, and uh, you're in Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio. We'll be right back. Hey folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at gbtonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rolling down a Mississippi Minute, I know this is probably going to take a couple of them, maybe a couple months worth, who knows. I just know that I miss my pal, my sidekick, Jason Young. Uh, I, I don't know if I've played many shows without him since moving to Nashville. Uh, he was selling my merch 
and he was in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. He never knew it until now. Or no, he never knew it. He knew it always. Go to visit Mississippi.org, folks. Please trust me. So many cool things to do. Go check the Blues Trail out. Find you a good meal to eat at at a really cool restaurant, and uh, you're all in. We're with Jason Young. Jason, uh, so let's back up for a second. How do you meet Craig Morris and Johnny Morris? How do you end up in that building where I was? I was, you know, I was fronting a band uh, out of Illinois, you know, years or whatever. Started to disband. Things happen over time. And I ended up in this band in Illinois. And one of the guitar players, this is really one of those, this guy knows this guy and this guy knows this guy sort of thing. His name escapes me, but, but he, he worked with this guy and met this cat who said he was sort of connected in Nashville a little bit. And, you know, so you, you always listen to those things with a little bit of uh, trepidation, I guess. And, and it's Doyle was his name. Anyway, um, so uh, over a little bit of time, it was like, well, no, this guy is, he really is plugged in. And, and so we sort of sent a little music down and, oh, you know, hey, come down and record and, and all that sort of stuff. So we ended up, taking a trip down to do some recording and ended up when we came down and recorded that's when i met uh your brother um as a recording engineer he was uh he was brought in on on the session down there yeah it was unbelievable it was a you, know, you think about it we had kim's well, across you know, the street and we go get some daryl singletary well daryl right Darryl. he was the first one to ha- to have a record and, and have a hit out of there yeah but I mean, you, um, Roger Ballard was was Roger Ballard exactly. Captain. What a singer, and, man! What a singer! Oh, what! An, I mean, listen, Roger Ballard was one of the greatest singers I've ever. Yeah, we been loved around, him. Man. We loved them both. They're good, good guys. Yep. Uh, God rest Daryl, man. Just so soon, so way too mm-hmm. soon. We've lost a lot of good ones this year. You know, it's been in the last couple of years that we've known. Obviously, uh, losing AJ Masters was just. It was devastating. So was, devastating. Yeah, it, that was out of so far out of left field. That that was the last call I ever ever expected. Yeah, to get. yeah. I mean, for people out there that, and I'm talking to myself now as we're getting to this point, Jason, and you, all of us, you know, uh, like prostate cancer is like it's something you can actually take care of. But he was he just didn't like doctors. You know, he just he's just afraid. You know, always yeah, talked was, about that. He, he was sort of that guy. He yeah. was. Uh, AJ was the was the modern mountain man. Yeah, he really I, he goes, I'll take care of myself. I got some. I'm, I'm good. Like nothing can yeah. stop me. And uh, you know, it's so funny. The songs that we've written together. I was looking back at, and we're going to release this in the next probably four or five months. It's uh, I know the way to you that the three of us mm-hmm. wrote, and AJ's counting it off on the front. And it's oh, just to it. hear his beautiful voice, man. For folks, you guys, these are the, this is the interview I can't do until I'm up. Hopefully, make it to heaven. But I'll do a Mississippi minute from heaven if I can. Uh, and we'll we'll figure out how we can we transfer it. By then, you'll probably be able technology uh, technologically speaking to do a show from heaven and let and, right. and air it on earth. But but the right. truth is, uh, just one. It would have been another Mississippi month for sure because we spent so much time together. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call it a Mississippi Minute, and we're going to go to part two tomorrow because I think that there's probably some things that we're still allowed to share, like the night with Pat Green. Probably who's the guy that you've who throws a guitar better than roger staubach throws a football or brett Favre? who throws that guitar better who's i've only i'm like what a, a hundred for 101 in my life the one the 101 was a bad experience we'll talk about that yep. we'll talk about what else we're going to talk about oh we're <laughs> going to talk about toronto per capita Toronto. we're going to go into capita. all this but i appreciate you spending segment one i knew we weren't going to get we hadn't even 
finished your story yet. Well, your story's not over, <laughs> but I do thank you. We've been with my pal Jason Young. He is go to listen to Blues Tune today, right now, and when you hear him doing his ah, all that stuff, that's him. <laughs> that uh, sounds like in some sort of crazy instrument or a keyboard, but it's his voice, and then he obviously kicks into his soulful self on verse two and. This song, basically, I think that you you know a lot about us when you hear this. Uh, it just uh, we're joined at the hip, and that song definitely uh, represents a lot of that. You've been in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org right now, and we get done with this show. Thanks, Super Talk, my friends there, for letting me have an hour airways twice a week. Maybe now it's got encores on Sunday. You guys have lost your minds like me, and I love you so much, Jason. Thank you for standing by. We're gonna do it one more time again tomorrow. Excellent. All right, later on, brother. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. I'm still trying to find my way. Hey, folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at gbtonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Today is part two with my man and sidekick. Everybody deserves a sidekick like I've got. My man Jason Young in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org, folks, to find out so many cool things you can do in our lovely, lovely place we call home, Great State of Mississippi. I love talking about our state. I love moving back home. <laughs> I got Jason on the phone. Jason and I have been together for many years, just to recap. Uh, written some hits together, like I Don't Have to Be Meet on Monday and Sunshine, and, and he's been featured on some other tracks. But on all my records since 2000, 
he is the voice behind my voice uh, and and the guy next to me on stage and we've just celebrated so many wonderful times together we've been on a roller coaster ride together and it's been uh it's been glorious uh in in a lot of ways but became a brother a long time ago uh jace welcome back to the show part two you know you're you're among maybe four or five people that have made it to the second show or wanted to make it to the second show all right this is sort of like the snl this is sort of like getting to the five host club right it's a big deal i listen i'm not an elitist but uh, but I kind of feel like one right now. Yeah, well, you should, you should, you should. You know, I, you know, I pick you over everybody. Uh, you know, yesterday it was interesting. I got off the phone and I I told Gwen and we got off the horn and I said, Jason keeps Mitch saying the word Steve, like he's talking to my audience instead of talking to me, <laughs> and I've never had that happen. So today, oh really? No, today you get to talk to me in first person. Is that what it's called, first person? I I guess I was trying to be. I was listen. Um, I've not. Listen, I'm, I, you know me, I like to spin the yarn and tell the tale, but yeah. I actually, I, I mentioned yesterday that I went to Carl College for, you know, a little bit of time, and, but it was in broadcasting. So, yeah. so maybe that's one of the things I learned when, you know, when, that when you were, when you're on the radio that you're supposed to no, talk to people. not on this radio okay, show. Okay, so I'm just talking to you. I'm surprised you didn't go, well, Jason, you know, like, and you're talking about yourself. <laughs> Third person. No, which no, would have no, been I nice. don't talk. Listen, Jason does not talk about himself in first person or third yeah. person. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of the time that we were in Jacksonville. I'll never forget the spot on the concrete that I was standing on at the Caddyshack. We were there for the Murray Brothers event. And I'll never forget <laughs> going out there and, and you said, oh, whatever, like that to me. And I still haven't I, gotten over that, that whatever. You know, I, listen, let's be very. <laughs> whatever. I think it's time to. <laughs> Hurt me. To still hurts. I, Swear to you, I didn't say it like that. If I, I didn't. Let's put it this way. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. My hand to God, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, but yeah okay, you, okay. you have held on to that. Yeah. So folks are sitting there going, they've never heard an interview like this, and it's just going to be the most bizarre one they've ever heard. But this is how you and I spend our time together. It's why we've enjoyed this. So I want to let people into our world of how we've been able to survive almost 25 years together on the road, making records, like I said, family. All right, Jason, let's back up. Let's yeah. talk about broadcasting days, because your path every, all of our friends paths have been very unique and different and and our outcomes maybe not exactly maybe we never really had a vision for the final you know you know and not that we're final we're never final we're improving but you know what i'm saying where we were heading i never had a real vision i never saw myself in madison square garden i just wanted to get better at writing songs and a better artist now we ended up there and that's great but i guess what i'm saying is i never put myself uh, and I never dreamed well, necessarily of that. You know, I think as a kid who wanted to play music, um, that I, you know, you ha I had aspirations, and and you know, I, you go see a concert, some a big concert somewhere, and you and you think to yourself, man, if I could, if I could get to this level, if I could play a place like this, wow, you know. And then, so I mean, aspirations as far as that, but but not specifically. You don't set out. I don't know that anybody sets out to say, I just want to be, you know, right. the biggest in the business or anything like that. I, I, I do think, I mean, maybe there are some people that do that. But I think, again, like you said, you just want to get better. I just I just want to play music. Right. And, and whatever whatever that is. Well, you and I both moments. played every arena. So we've been on stage in basically every arena in the country. In the, in, right, in the country. We've been on, yeah, on all absolutely. of the great stages. But, man, there's been times when we've been 
it just in a very intimate setting and it felt as thunderous as that in its own way and it's, it's interesting I mean, er, the love of the absolutely. game as you say the love of the game the love of playing music absolutely. Is, it's a, it's the you know the funny curse. the funny thing about about the uh, playing all those places both my kids it's a it's become a thing now because well, after the doing the Seeger thing we played all those all the you know the basketball venues all the arenas around the country um We'd just be sitting here, and had, again, I said yesterday how big a sports fan Kathleen is. That um, so sports is on, and and I'd go, hey, I, we played there, and initially I was just doing it. I wasn't. It was just, oh yeah, we played there. Yeah. Well, it became <laughs> this thing now that no matter what, I'll say, hey, and and I won't even be talking about that. And either one of the kids will go, oh, I know you've played there, right? And it, it doesn't matter where it is. Yeah, yeah so Gwen starts singing "Glory." She goes, "Glory days," and it, and you know, Gwen <laughs> is going to sing that out of pitch for sure. But she still right. sings it. You know, <laughs> you have to recognize it by the lyrics. For yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, just a little inside is, as I guess, as bad as I drive, which is why I chose a tour bus, <laughs> a tour bus, and a driver, and, and for my for my vehicle of choice for a while. Uh, my wife and her two sisters, who I love them so much, uh, vocally speaking, are lacking. And it's been a joke for a lot of years. And so anyway, but they take it well. And actually, Gwen, you know, when she starts to sing falsetta, she, her pitch is really good. And I don't understand it. So I, I'm trying to figure it out. But that's when her pitch works. But we're going to not talk about uh, my sisters, who I love so much, and my wife, who I love so much. We're going to talk about you. All right, get back to college. You go to college, you go to broadcasting school for a brief moment, but you end up using that, and you go yeah. to CMT. Well, yeah, eventually. Yeah, eventually I, I ended up, once once I had moved to, to Nashville, again, I having a family, you know, you gotta you have to support, and there, when the lean times, you know, you have to, I, I was never afraid to, to work. And I, uh, I worked for CMT International, and I programmed the CMT Australia, which, it's television, but it's still the same thing when it comes to broadcasting. You know, you're still you're still on a clock, and you're you're you have your commercials and this and that, and you're building that hour of programming. Or right. it's not an hour; it's a twenty four hour clock that we were doing. But but yeah, so I, I did end up using it. But every, you know, yeah. really when I when when I decided, oh, you know, I guess I'm going to go to college for something. Yeah, I really chose broadcasting because, well, at least I'll get to listen to music. I mean, really, that's what it was. It was like, well, I, what do you want to do? Well, I want to be a musician. Well, no, you can't go. You have to go to college for something. Well, let me do something where I can listen to music. And right. that's really how that right. decision happened. How about my decision? What was mine? I'm going to be a pre-med? <laughs> pre-med. Oh, my God. Pre-med. There's, the there's doctors. The there's doctors that shouldn't be doctors because I was setting the curb on the low side. You know that. Well, look. You know. Having known you for as long as I've known you, <laughs> just the simple fact that you were pre-med and that they allowed you to be in that program yeah, scares me to death. The fact I, that I, I missed an important organic lab test because I knew that Luke and Laura, because it was what the fraternity did. The first time I walked in our fraternity, I was a pike at Delta State. I walked in, everybody at lunch is sitting in the chapter room watching a soap opera. And I'm going like, what are y'all doing? Well, of course you get hooked, right? I mean, you sit with them, you have lunch, you want to be brothers, all of a sudden you're hooked. Well, I missed an organic, a big, that's when I realized probably the fact that I, I thought Luke and Laura were so important and more important than an organic chemistry lab test that when i made a decision that thank goodness music was starting to work out and it was becoming mm -hmm. very real 
Um, and so at least I had that to fall back on. <laughs> you know, when, yeah, to bring this back to well, years ago, we uh, played the CMA Fest over in the uh, in the Titan Stadium. Yeah. Um, and afterward, we were up in the suites. Um, you remember this, I'm sure, but we were up there, and uh, and some of the folks from Days of Our Lives were there. Right. The girl who played Carrie Brady, right, um, and it, her her the actress's name escapes me at the moment, but she came over and sat down in one of the seats in front of me, and of course I'm kind of losing it because I watched Days of Our Lives yeah. when I was younger, there you and, go. and I was and I sort of had a, this I was sort of crushing on her, you know, and so I have to say something to her, and then as I've said something to her, and I'm, we're talking, I have to sort of let the cat out of the bag that I watched her, but. But I found myself going, well, you know, I've got an older sister, and she was, you know, she was, <laughs> it was one of those things. Well, you know, we only had one TV in the house, and so what was I going to do? <laughs> I don't know. That's fantastic. But, and it's so untrue. Yeah. I, would, I mean, you lied to I her. would DVR, no, well, we didn't have DVR, but I'd VHS tape it every yeah. day so I could watch it back. So Boy, it is, before I that, understand. yeah, in my day, it was beta, beta tapes and those things. Obviously, y'all use those at CMT. We got to take a quick break. We'll talk about all that and more. I'm with my pal Jason Young. If you see me on stage, you're going to see him on stage right there to my left, uh, to your right, if you're viewing. And hopefully, one day they'll let us back out to play again. And we are obviously, you can tell, reminiscing way too much on In a Mississippi Minute. Go to businessmississippi.org to find out everything you can do right here around the block, just up the street. Here in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studio, I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here we go. Rolling, rolling, rolling down a Mississippi highway with my pal Jason Young, uh, my sidekick. I love calling him that, and that's the way it's going to go. In fact, when I'm buried, he will be buried next to me. <laughs> like in one of those little little motorcycle carts when you're in the back. <laughs> sidecar. Sidecar, yeah, hey, sidecar. That's what we need to do. We need to find out. We need to call Rob Mortimer. Yeah, he'll get say, us one, yeah. Hey, do you guys have a coffin with a sidecar? Yeah, yeah. That's, I des- that's it. That's exactly. That's perfect. That we deserve that. Go to keep. Uh, go to visit Mississippi.org, please, uh, to check out everything you can do culturally, fun, historical. So many great things to do. Visit Mississippi.org has it all. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I'm with my beautiful brother and pal Jason Young. Jason, so you come to Nashville. We talked about the journey. We, we meet at Craig Morris and and the great one at Evergreen over there. And we're you're writing in one room. I'm writing others. And and we finally get together. Well, uh, now, hey, listen. Let's be very honest. You were you were writing in one room, and I was trying to I was trying to learn to write in another. Uh, you know, you mentioned yesterday uh, when we were talking that that being around some of the the great writers and and really honing your craft and everything that's nashville you know i mean that's the beauty of nashville but i was very fortunate um to you know and i was truly very fortunate to be i've learned so much about songwriting just from you um because i you know i don't shower you with compliments on a regular basis but you know you floor me you gut punch me with with your with your lyrics and songwriting and that's that's the truth you know i'm blessing right now (laughs) well no it's it's the truth and i've learned i've learned a 
ton, ton, no. ton from you. So. Well, I appreciate that. Well, we, all, we all learn from each other, and I appreciate that. But having you in the room, is, is there's a spirit about it. You know what I mean? You have to have that. So you can be in the room with the greatest writer in the world, and if it's not gelling and feeling right, you're stifled. So, um, oh, sure. when I'm writing with you, it feels like I'm right. Don't take this on. This is awful. Writing by myself. <laughs> that's not what I mean. I love, I love to write by myself. I, I'm, I'm as comfortable is what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. So sure. anyway, sure. and you have had, you and I have done some pretty cool things together. So it's not like we've, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we've had a great track record, but also it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the bottom line is as people can tell we've had a lot of fun. The interesting thing is with Craig Morse, the fact that anything got done with all the laughter, because it was a, a full day of laughter. I'm jumping now because w- Craig was on recently, and I did my best not to laugh, and I'm doing my best not to laugh a lot here because I want to. I want to get to the nuts and bolts and some of the the heavy stuff. Uh, let's talk about you and Chris. So Chris is, uh, was my guitar tech. So Jason, you sold my merch. Chris was my guitar tech forever. Chris is our lead guitar player. You've been with me for 25 years, but you've been 20 something years playing with me on stage and mm-hmm. recording yep. and all that. So that's how it happens in the band. You just, it next up. Yeah. We don't like to have exactly. Right. So, but with that said, you and Chris ventured into doing your own band and uh, I love my song, Hey Rallo. And uh, so, so talk to me about how you guys got started uh, about and, and the name of the band, everything, because I want people to be able to go check it out. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So the, the name of the band is Turquoise Willie. Um, I know yes. it's a strange name, and, and but it's Willie like L-L-I-E, not Y. Anyway, so, but you can check it out on Spotify. We have one record. Um, we're closing in on a second one. But how, how that happened, you know, it's funny being on the road together all those years. And, and, you know, Chris is our brother. I mean, he's we're all, when you travel like that, it's, a, it's an, you know, you, you build this camaraderie and, and it really is family. And so we were on a three-piece gig in uh, somewhere, North Carolina, I believe. And after the gig, Chris and I share a room and, and we just start talking music. And after all these years, we've never had like this conversation. And we start talking about his influences growing up in Nashville. And, and he did Cartage and everything. And he was a big fan of Reggie Young. And, and so we start talking about the, the music in particular that really moved him and the guitar playing styles that really moved him. And we just had this conversation and it kind of led to like, you know, hey, man, maybe we should maybe we should try to write something together. And and that's quite honestly how it happened. And we're like, okay, well, let's let's get together this next week and, and try to write something. And we did. And and writing with him again, just like you said a few minutes ago, it, writing is one of those funny things. The person can be a great writer, but you might not be able to write with them. Right. But we just we just gelled. It worked. It was very very comfortable. And maybe that's because we've known each other so long. Right. Um, yeah, for a long but time. But it just man. yeah, it just it just kind of worked. And so, and I would look back at the things that we were writing. I was like, this is, you know, this is fun stuff. We like it. So, you know, it, it is what it is. It's been Turquoise enjoyable Willie. managing Turquoise <laughs> Willie, just FYI. I haven't been asked to manage you guys yet, but that's all right. Now, you guys take it, take it to London. You guys go make a little tour over there, right? Yep. Yeah, which was amazing. We, uh, I had never been overseas like that, um, at, even after all the years of playing with you, and we'd gone and played in Mexico and Canada and stuff like that, um, but never made it over that direction. And so that was a real kick because Chris and I are both super history buffs. So, I mean, we were up at the crack of dawn yeah. and out doing everything we had to do until we had to go do a sound check or whatever. But, yeah, man, it's 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 a lot of fun, and it's great. Um and you know, I don't I don't know what to say about it really. It's uh, 
again, I just, we just want to play music. That's yeah, all we well, want to do. Everybody can go download. They can go stream Turquoise Willie. You're going to love them. A lot of fun. Here, Rallo. I mean, I you know I love play, I love playing with you guys, but I love that I love that I love that song. But uh, just making records is so unique now how you can do it. But I've had such a great time uh, at the Delta Music Institute in Studio Way. It's like my own personal studio in a lot of ways. Being the artist in residence, part of my deal, you know. Well, so it's, it's awesome. It's a, uh, <laughs> it is an amazing, amazing facility. I mean, uh, not to take it back to that, but the new record that that the Willie's working on, we cut it there at the uh, that's at the right BMI. see that um, this is awesome and what a, what an amazing room i yeah. mean the, the, uh, well not to get into the minutiae of, of studio stuff but it is really a gem and and i hope they get to a point where where it becomes a destination studio where people want to come cut there because it is an amazing room well it's the birthplace it's the heart of the delta i mean you're talking about the perfect place you got the grammy museum there now obviously it's my alma mater but since i've come home i've been the artist in resident and i've enjoyed it so much but there's a lot a lot a lot of talented kids that have come out of there that are there now and uh it it's just uh i go there once a month and i gotta tell you it's just invigorating. I give every kid there that wants it my number. I want them to call me. I want them to bounce stuff off of me. And, and some of them, every year, there's a handful of them that just are all in, and they do. Uh, and it's just been really interesting, but making a new record. But you, you know, speaking of that record, My Mississippi Reunion, I'm not just trying to just hype my new record, which we need to always hype it. But Yeah, you should, it was, you should it always was, do well, that. Well, you, you, know, you know us, so we, we would. Yeah. My record's in the past. Well, before I moved home, because I've already done this enough, but... It was Craig Ray and, and some guys, and, and we were all hanging out, and Craig just goes, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have your past and new these new songs you're playing, like Rosedale and Midnight, and and, and I wrote Cold Water at the last second and called Cedric Burnside, but and we went to Studio A and did that, and that video's out now as well, but um, all these songs, One Mississippi, the Bicentennial song is digitally out there, but it's not on any product, so... Right, My sure. Mississippi Reunion is the the coming together of past and present songs. And you you know me. I love to turn a corner on a record when I was in Nashville and take people home. And also live, we were probably more of that, or at least 50, 60% of that, live than anything. And what's amazing is, I think because you grew up so close to Chicago, remember, there was like a, a monorail system uh, in the air, like it was magic or it was a tunnel between the delta and chicago are you kidding so uh oh, an imaginary whatever there was a vehicle that transported great acts back and forth uh you know oh, there's no doubt about right, that right so i think that that is our common denominator that's why it really worked because i feel like chicago was your biggest influence and the music oh sure and obviously it had a direct uh you know a direct correlation to the delta mm-hmm. without a doubt i you know that's the thing that, that I, I was sort of introduced to, uh, you know, the Delta blues through you. However, Delta blues influenced all that Chicago stuff and, and yeah. vice versa. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but so it was, yeah, that was such an influence growing up, the Chicago sound and, right. and playing harmonica, loving that sort of stuff. And, and, and then, of course, you know, you, you start to trace those things back and you go, oh, well, this guy that I loved and I, I, I discovered his sound in Chicago, but come to find out, you know, he was, he was Muddy Waters guy and Muddy's Mississippi guy. And it just kind of, but then of course, Muddy ends up, um, you know, in Chicago at, uh, at chess records. Um, and it's just, you're, you're right. There's absolutely just this direct correlation between the Delta and Chicago blues for sure. Speaking of correlation and the birthplace of American music, you are in the 
Keep Mississippi. Keep it beautiful. Mississippi studio. Keep what is it? <laughs> the Keep Mississippi. I don't keep even Mississippi know. Beautiful studio. This is what happens to me when I'm with you. Oh, there's a song right there. <laughs> Go to visit Mississippi.org, folks, to check out everything uh, that you can do this weekend. It's just a short walk, drive, hop, skip, run, bike ride away. So much great things that we're talking about right now. Jason, once again, you get to play DJ, be in the birthplace of American music. Would you like to hear? Let's go. Let's make it very difficult. Let's go. Uh, okay. R- oh, no, no, let's go Cedric Burnside or mm-hmm. R.L. Burnside. You know, I, let's do it this way. Let's do R.L. Burnside because let's uh, let's always remember that we stand on the shoulders of the generations of musicians before us. Especially so when he's your grandfather. We'll be right That's back. exactly right. I'm with my pal Jason Young, sidekick. I don't go anywhere without him. I keep him. If I had a purse, he'd, he'd be there. <laughs> we'll be right back. me. <laughs> Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Something is seriously wrong with today's interview and yesterday's because I've got my sidekick on. And this, we've let you in to our personal lives of how dysfunctional we are. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful (laughs) studio. There ain't nothing dysfunctional about that. Go to visit Mississippi.org, folks, please. Just check out the Blues Trail. Just see the history that's been made. We went over to Liverpool last year, and I got to play Highway 61 and Rosedale and Rena Lara. What, I, and, you know, just while we dedicated this incredible um, landmark sign right there, right in the history of Liverpool, uh, a Blues Trail marker. It was just so moving. Uh, buddy Guys, uh, just over the border of Natchez, over into Louisiana on the levee. I mean, you go to some really cool places where it mattered for so many great blues legends. And then there's Country Music Trail, uh, where we got to do, uh, I got to walk in the house of uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, and, and I was cold, and Marty uh, Stewart and I, and Governor Bryant at the time, uh, uh, Craig Ray, our, our Kamel, everybody at Visit Mississippi, we're all in there frozen because... Uh, Jerry Lee was there, and we were dedicating this, and we were hanging out in his closet. He was showing all his shoes he used to wear, you know. I mean, Elton John was not Elton John before Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis was the first one doing all of that with that piano and setting stuff on fire. And it was just a moving thing. And, of course, I've been blessed to have Mile Marker 32, I mean, a country trail marker 32 uh, in front of Jim's Cafe that matters so much to me. But you can go and check it out. Go to visit Mississippi.org. I'm with my pal Jason Young, who I have not – seen in a long time it's very bizarre because we're used to seeing each other basically on a weekly bi-weekly basis uh for the last 20 something years 25 years but the pandemic has separated even us and uh but they can't separate us on the phone yeah question are you supposed to ask me questions in my own interview yeah i'm flipping the script okay go um so the question is you bring up your your uh your country music marker that you have, which is an enormous achievement, and and I really I think that's Definitely wonderful and I'm sure, yeah. so proud for you. Um, but 
since this pandemic, you've been, you know, spent a lot of time there in Greenville. And I want to know, since you've had time on your hands, do you sort of find yourself driving by it and making sure that, you know, no weeds are growing up around it? Or Because that's what I would totally do with my time. I'd be like, well, I better swing by the marker. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure that it's clean. Well, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I have real good. I have run out of Windex, if that means anything. <laughs> and so is all I the grocery totally stores. Be that person. Yeah. Well, I've never thought about it, but I'm going to go check on it today and make sure. To, I always wonder back. who's going to be the first one to, you know, like, you know, like go up there and mess with it. I'm going, don't you mess like, with my marker? Oh, those kids. Yeah. A little graffiti yeah. on it. Yeah, they're, you're they're you're on that. You, there's a picture of you on that marker. When we did the Kingsmen record, I'm I'm 99% sure that that shot is of us on there. Unless I'm crazy. Oh, well, I could be wrong. Well, great. Now I know when I come to Greenville, I got to go by and check it. I'm out. pretty sure I'm pretty sure that, that that us in front of Club Ebony that shot when we yeah, got there oh, making the record. I love that picture. Unless I'm wrong, I, I'll go make sure it's a, if not I'll go tape one up on the Okay, please the because now I'd be wrecked <laughs> if if I'm not on there. I'm pretty sure now it's there. That you brought it up. All right, so let's let's get to some talking about some things. I think we're going to take people down memory lane, and just you guys just buckle in. Okay, there was one thing that was the most bizarre experience at an airport we ever had. Uh, we we were we we had gotten up. We were in Baltimore, and I'm going to let you tell the tale because I still can't believe it. As I'm taking strangest a sip thing, of coffee. As I'm taking a sip. Strangest of coffee. thing ever. At the time, Baltimore BWI. Uh, if you've ever flown through there. Um, it is not, uh, it, now it's a lovely, lovely airport uh, with the whole new concourse, and it's, it's really great. It was not that back in the day, and, um, <laughs> and it seemed like every flight we took, it didn't matter where we were going, we, we, would, have to, uh, yeah. we would have to change planes in, in Baltimore. And so, surprise, surprise, we're in Baltimore early one morning, and like Steve said, oh, let's get some coffee. Okay, great. Yeah, let's get coffee. It's early morning. And so we wait in this line. Uh, and it's not a full-blown Starbucks at the time. It's a little kiosk. And, and we get it's up there. It's still Starbucks. It's still Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Let's it's, let everybody know that yeah. it's still Starbucks. Yeah. Um, and we walk up there, and Steve says, uh, I can, and, he, and he gives his order. And the, and, and the girl, bless her little heart, she's so, just so cute. And she just, she just looked dead at Steve, and she goes, we're out of coffee, <laughs> and, and, and you're sort of you just you take pause. You're, I'm sorry, yeah, we're out of coffee, and then without missing a beat, salesperson of the year, yeah. uh, actually of a lifetime, she so sweetly just says, "We have tea," <laughs> and then gives it a dramatic pause and says, "It's good tea." It's good tea. I'll never forget that part in my and that sales pitch. Yeah. For you worked because what I say. you, much to my surprise, you said, said I'll, I'll have tea. Tea? Exactly. <laughs> the question. And of course, I just walk away. I'm not drinking tea. I don't want tea. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> but, well, well, first of all, I kept thinking because we, you know, we were into a hit and a half or two. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking that there's somebody's filming us because there's no way Starbucks is out of it, coffee. It was. It, it was bizarro world. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. I mean, how does Starbucks run out of coffee? That's yeah. what they I'll do. have tea. I remember. I never I'll forget. have tea. Okay. So, so all of a sudden, what happens? It's a bizarre oh, trip. I mean, crazy bizarre. Now, I, I'm trying to remember, Steve, exactly what happened. Why? Well, we it started to have to, over, it came over the intercom. We walk across, they're canceling a flight because it was wintertime and we were going to have to go 
somewhere. Steve, to, Steve, 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 we were coming back home, and that's when a blizzard. Yes, you lived you lived in Nashville at the time, and and there was a blizzard here, and I mean exactly. a real blizzard, and and so you had talked to Gwen, and I had talked to Kathleen, and they're like, no, it's it's for real, it's really bad. So we rerouted. So, that's right. You said, you know what, we should we should jump the gun because they're going to cancel this flight. And so let's fly to Birmingham and, yes. we'll, and we'll drive up. Yeah, and that's what we did. So we went and changed, and they go, "You'll have to go down your luggage. And they'll, they'll pull your bag, yeah, and you'll get your bags." And then so we go downstairs, and everything's fine. We go downstairs, and everybody's bags are out, but I'm missing one. Yeah, and waiting, waiting, waiting. And then all of a sudden, this this cop comes in, and he goes, "We're gonna have to have everybody out of this area. There's a we have a we have a little fire." And so we're gonna have to put, and I and I know that if I don't get this last bag, <laughs> it's gone forever. And so I'm kind of trying to do the slow walk, and he's sort of trying to push everybody. Yeah. And then through those little things that the bag shows itself clear at the other end of that, of and that the cops going belt. no, and I'm doing the O.J. Simpson <laughs> jumping over the bag, and it's in slow slow motion, yeah. No. Yeah. and I snatch the bag, get it. And then he's pushing us forward. And again, and he said a little fire. I'm thinking, you know, that there's some ashes in a trash This was a huge fire. A whole building was burning. We come up the escalator, and they were building the new concourse. Right. And it is an inferno. I mean, a blaze. And we're like, what is going on? And then, of course, evacuate the whole airport. And what an amazing, crazy day that was. And then, if you recall... Once we finally, they got it under control, closed one end of the airport, we, and so they shuffle stuff around at gates, and we fly, and we get to Birmingham, and we get our rental car, and we go out to the rental car garage. And we and can't we have, find our car. And there's no car for the key that we have. So we've gone from no coffee at Starbucks to an inferno of a fire, flying home and rerouting ourselves to Birmingham to drive home in a rental car in a blizzard to Nashville, which I'm not <laughs> capable of driving at all, much less in snowstorm. So I know who was driving that that car. That was you, Mr. Indiana yeah. boy. And and then all of a sudden, there's no car with the key we have. I mean, that was no the car. most interesting day, I think, it of was, our lives. <laughs> absolutely, man. I, I, it's so funny. And to this day, you know, there's those things that stick out. To this day, I don't think I ever go to Starbucks that I don't in my head here. It's good tea. <laughs> it's so good. This is a this is, and then this is either a really really bad show today or a really great show, and I'm gonna hope it's gonna be somewhere in the middle. I'm with my sidekick, my pal Jason Young. Uh, just so excited to have him on the air. Day two, we could do 42 days of these or maybe more. The Mississippi Minute cannot contain us. By the way, Jason sang back up on in a Mississippi Minute, so it's just. Uh, fitting that he's here and understands why it's so important to go to visit Mississippi.org to check out the cool things you can do right here. So many wonderful things uh, to do in our home state. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I said that perfectly. I'm Steve Azar. Stand by. I'm the waitress in LA, way past the prime, shoulder to shoulder, half of my line, I'm crowded.
Hey folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at gbtonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here we go. A Mississippi Minute has never moved so swiftly <laughs> as today with my man Jason Young. Uh, if you guys go back and listen to all of my music, you're going to hear him uh, right there, present. Feel him playing all the cool harp stuff on Waiting on Joe, Sunshine, all that blues tune. That's Jason. That's my man here today. Uh, and I almost talked in second person. Second person? You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, as always. I really appreciate the support that they give, and I'm a believer in that and keeping our our grounds and our, and our environment clean and beautiful. Uh, so when people come visit at visitmississippi.org to find out all the great things you can do right here, it'll look splendid and help celebrate all that we are with great respect that we deserve. So, Jason Young, uh, it's good to have you back on the show. Yesterday you, you were talking to you. my audience and some other person, I don't understand it, you were going, Steve, you're blaming on your broadcasting thing, which, which I got to still laugh my tail off when I got off the phone. All right, so, Jason, let's, look, we're going to take people... I have people. to defend myself. No. I felt Why like would you I defend was, yourself? Look, I mean, I feel like that was, I was really like, I'm... I'm talking to the people. I'm saying, now look, when Steve does this or that, I'm I'm really trying to draw people in that when they're sitting <laughs> listening in their car or wherever they're listening to your show, <clears throat> that I'm talking to them. I didn't realize that. I was looking around call. the room, like looking for Steve. Like, wait, is Steve here? Where's Steve? That's anyway. funny. All right, so we're in Toronto, and we do have to say one thing. You know, there's there's things that are big in the world and, you know, and all that, but when you go to Toronto with your record guy, the universal everything. guy. Everything per capita is the per largest. Per capita that, is the largest, best, most successful. It doesn't matter what it was. Yeah. Oh, this is the. That's the largest bridge in the world per, per capita. capita. Everything was per capita. Do you right. know? We were able to find a Popeye's chicken, which was glorious. You know, because well, listen, we needed the Popeye's chicken when we were there because we were we were running on empty. Um, I could certainly live off the fat of the land for a long time, but you need your nutrients. You're a flight guy, so well, yeah, we would. Uh, well, no, it's the truth. We, we would remember they would take us out, and they every so time. Bland. Oh, we're going. We're going to the best restaurant in the such. This is the per best capita the best in, restaurant in all of in, Toronto. In all Toronto of, is a great. It, it was a great city, and it it's really, really wonderful. But the truth of the matter is, there's a difference between the cuisine in in Canada than there is in the states. It's just a, a fact of the matter. And I'm actually married to a Canadian girl, so I, I had experienced some of this already. But um, <laughs> but there we were. We they take us out of these restaurants, and we eat this plate full of the only way that I can describe it, and I think you would be on board with this. Is it's how do they 
put all that time and effort and all these things in there and take all the flavor out. Yeah, no, it there's was, no seasoning. Exactly, were just, they were. It was bland, and, and I'm not trying to you know have a go at anybody, but that's kind of what it was. And so they take us back after the night was over and dump us at the hotel, and it was like a race to the vending machine to get yeah. something that was Skittles. familiar. That, that I mean, I was living yeah, on Skittles. Right? Yeah, I had a Skittle. Right. You know, thank goodness they're Skittles and Milk Duds. You know, the, and, you know, you and, and Cheetos. I, and Cheetos, don't Cheetos, forget. Cheetos, that's I right. Have them. And there you and I are. We we had a uh, sort of an afternoon off, and, and so we go to this big, massive mall. And we're in, I remember it well. We're in the Roots Canada store looking at stuff. And you go, Jason, 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 oh, my God. <laughs> and because there was an outside entrance to that particular store. And you go, look at that. What is that across there? And we look across the way. Mm-hmm. And there, it was a, like beacon a beacon in, in the night, exactly, <laughs> was a Popeye's chicken. Oh my gosh! And we said, "That's a chain." There's no way that they can't follow the recipes. No, they and can't. So, yeah, you know that was. A, we that, went over there. I ate four breasts spicy. I remember with. I think I Cajun I Sparkle barbecue sauce. Yeah, well, Cajun Sparkle. They would the obviously Popeyes. Yeah, I've, I've done it many times. I've gone. I like some Cajun Sparkle. We we don't. What do you? What is that? I said. Oh, here's the deal. I Look want you to step counter. away from the counter. I want you, I, this is not, you know, I, you know, whatever it takes, I want you to put your hands underneath the cash register drawer, and I want you to grab a handful of Cajun Sparkle, which is in that box that you're hiding. So right. anyway, anyway the, the bottom line is it was sort of, it reminded me of home. And, you know, you grew up in Mississippi, it's about flavor. I mean, that's what it is, Without man. a doubt. Just like our music and everything. And uh, anyway, it's just an amazing and thanks, Jason Young, Turquoise Willie's the band. Him and him and Chris, uh, our uh, Schiltz, my guitar tech. But uh, we used to be. But now he's a guitar player. Now I got nobody. He's just sitting there looking at it. And uh, no, but he takes good care of me still. And and so does Jason. And uh, you got to you got to check him out. Also, uh, my Mississippi reunion is coming out October 23rd. It is a, an album that is all about us. And I love finally getting to put it all together. Go to visit Mississippi.org to find out all the great things you can do right here in our fabulous state. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Jace, I love you, pal. Thank you for having me, buddy. All right, later on. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at gbtonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.